Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. On a daily basis, I say to myself, well, at least I'm not Nelson Mandela on Robben Island. It's my mate, Water Toaster. Welcome along. This week, I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome. I say that every week, but I genuinely am this week. One of my, do you know what? One of my favourite um, bumping into comedians. We have Zoe. You and I have we have great bumping into chats. We do, don't we? We had one oh, back in the summer in in Soho. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I got home. I said to my wife, I saw Zoe Lyons. It was really nice because we both we both sort of well, I certainly purged myself of all the misery, and it was wonderful. Yes, we did have a sort of emotional dump on the pavement, didn't we? <laughs> it was quite nice. Oh, it was God. quite nice. It was, it was... And it's always quite nice to bump into people in Soho because you can pretend you're doing something in Soho. I mean, I wasn't. I was literally <laughs> passing through Soho. I'm never one of those people busily running from one sound booth to the next. I was just walking through Soho. But it's always yeah. nice for you, like, sh- show busy, isn't it? You're yeah, like, oh, here yeah. we are. It was in nice. Soho. And it was so nice of you to throw some change my way as well. It was really You're good. You're very, Thank very you. welcome. It very is, welcome. It is always, it does always feel a bit special and show busy when you see someone in, in Soho. But so it's so true. The number of times I've been running from, a, a, a you know, one voiceover to another, which oh, in my career is probably twice. I, and, <laughs> and, and I always think, oh God, I'd love to see fucking, I don't know, Mark Dolan now. I'd yeah. love to, I'd love to rub his nose in it. No, no one, ever, no one, never no. see anyone. Anyway, so welcome along to my mate bought a toaster. Um, here's the plan: I'm, I'm logged into your Amazon account, which you, which you know, you're all too aware of that because it's taken us the best part of three or four days <laughs> to get there to, to log in. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically, what I'm going to do is just start, just start rifling around it. If you're, if you're up for that, if you're happy with that, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll crack have on. A go. Okay, we'll have a go. Have a go. Um, so first of all, then we're going to go back to December 2003. December 2003, all right? The 11th of December 2003. The first ever item you bought on Amazon. Do you do you remember? Do you have any inkling what this might be? Oh, gosh. 2003? Mm. Yeah. It would have been something really innocuous like hooks or something. <laughs> it's not... It would have been something really dull. It's certainly something that's quite barbed. 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 I'm trying to think of a connection between Hooks and this person. It's the autobiography. Well, it's not necessarily the autobiography. It's some sort of memoir of Ellen DeGeneres. I always get her name. Did I? Did I buy that? I was pronouncing her name wrong. Yeah, Ellen DeGeneres. 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 Yeah, the funny thing is. I mean, all the pointers would point to the fact that it was my account. Zoe Ball. I'm in Zoe Ball's account. I'm in Zoe Ball's account. Oh, what a cliched lesbian thing to purchase. I am so disappointed in myself. If you tell me the next thing is Clark's shoes, I'm just going to have to end this right now. Well, Did when, I genuinely buy that? When, I just, and I don't know where it is. It's where all my other books are, just yeah, not read. Not somewhere. read, I know. This is what happens. You're having the same existential meltdown already that Jen Brister had because she bought about six pairs of Birkenstocks. <laughs> 
Same issue. You can never have enough. You can't. You can't. Um, so yeah, Ellen. Ellen. De, Ellen. DeGeneres. De, de, de she who has had something of a bad couple of years, hasn't she? Because it sort of was revealed on Twitter that she was basically an asshole. I mean, allegedly, I should say, just to avoid the lawyers. Yes, I'm not entirely sure of the uh, of the whole story, but there was um, allegations of unpleasantness on set with her. Yeah. Uh, show in LA. Yeah. Um, she gets thinner and thinner and thinner every time you see her. She's just basically like a sort of, just basically just a very, very small suit now. Um, <laughs> she's obviously gone that total Hollywood LA way where it's just, she just eats, like, just thinks about eating kale and that's it. <laughs> and, and the thought doesn't of- actually, doesn't actually, nothing actually ever passes the lips. <laughs> the, um, the thought alone is the diet. Yeah. That is it. It was a little bit disappointing because you always think of her as being quite a nice person, isn't it? You know. But, well, yes, um, I know. And you know, you've you you're having a fair amount of TV success. Obviously, you're you've got a you know you've got a, a daytime quiz on at the moment. I do. Are, yes. are you are you ever to, do you ever find yourself slipping into into generis degeneres esque behaviour? I just am so grateful ever to have worked on that. I am the most polite person yeah. you will ever. I'm getting the runner's coffee. I yeah. mean, I. I, 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 gosh, I'd have to have an enormous amount of success before I ever thought, do you know what? I reckon I've, I've earned a strop. <laughs> it's just, I'll, but this is why I think people, people who have spent years on the circuit, not that I want to portray you as some sort of journeyman, although in comedy, in comedy terms, I think the longer we spend on the circuit, the better we are. We all know that. Yeah. So, you know, you've done that. You've done the hard yards, you, st- you know, and, and now you're doing this, you, you've got, you're in a TV studio. It, it just means you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm not in, and no offence to the following town. It's a random town, yes. but oh my well, God, I'm not in Corby on a Friday night for 80 quid. This is a dream. No. Yes, it is a dream when you, yeah. It's um, whenever the sandwich is free, I'm happy. I mean, my my expectations about myself and everything around me are extremely low and actually obtainable. Um, so I'm happy. Yeah, if there's if there's fruit in a, in a bowl in a dressing room, I'm like, well, I have made it. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it'll be it'll be it'll take a long, long time. I don't think I've got enough years left in me to reach the point where I'd be an asshole. Yeah. Just somebody in a studio. Yeah, if we got if we got a graph out and we went right, this is this is the rise in in potential for Strop, but this is also when she's going to die. You, you'd yeah. have you'd have to get to sort of be Nicholas Parsons plus ten before you. Definitely, definitely. We're talking one hundred and twelve, one hundred and fifteen, yeah. and it's just not obtainable. It's just not going to happen. Have you ever seen any good bits of bad behaviour when you've done TV bits and bobs? Um, actually, I have no, no, I have, I. I have been in the company of comedians mm. who clearly feel they are higher up the food chain than they evidently are. And yes. I've I've witnessed them speaking to people in a way that makes my stomach turn. Yes. Uh, or speaking to waiters in a way that does that. Or yeah, I've I um I, do you know what I find I think because I've been on like you say, been on the circuit for so long, and prior to that I, I waitressed for ages. So I've been at the coal face of um of public interaction. And let's be brutally honest, the public can be arseholes. Mm. And I always, I, I've always made it my, my thing, my mantra in life is just be nice. Just be yeah. nice to people. There yeah. was no need not to be nice to people. Yeah. Because I used to work in a restaurant in London. We used to get a lot of um, 
very famous people came in there, like proper, like properly famous. Go on, come on, um, let's have some. Lucian names. Freud was a regular, oh. like properly famous. The the greatest living artist, as was of the time, yes. uh, would come in and sit and have a bit of tapas at the bar and a sherry, and he would sit there in his paint speckled clothing. And uh, when it came to pay the bill, he never had a card because you know he was, he was an artist. You don't mm. have cards. He, he'd just bring out a massive roll of fifty pound <laughs> notes with an elastic band around them, and uh, one day he dropped it in the in the restaurant. It was. It must have been about four grand worth of fifty pounder, <laughs> just in yeah, in cash. Really sold cash. half a painting for four yeah, grand, if that. Yeah. And he dropped it on the floor and didn't notice. And I remember the maitre d picked it up and went, oh, "Excuse me, Lucian, you, you said you dropped this." And he went, "Oh, thanks, dear boy, that might be handy." Um, oh God! So properly famous people, and it was always really interesting who was polite and who wasn't. Mm. And the people who were, and I learned a lot from this. The people who were polite were absolute. A-listers who were completely confident in their own talent and assured as human beings. The people who were arseholes. Yeah. Sort of D and E-listers. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. 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 I too, I too have observed this phenomenon. So, so who's, can, can, can we please have, can't, can't you just hint at one asshole before we move on? I don't, I don't want to, you know, no, no one's going to, there's going to be no headlines here. No one's listening. All right, Zoe, I just want just a bit of light gossip. And you can probably find someone who might have died since you did it. Because it's probably years ago, isn't it, that you were doing this? Yeah, it was a long time ago. Two, three yeah. years ago now. So. Long time ago. Anybody who'd been on a reality show was usually an <laughs> asshole. That was generally the thing. Okay. Helen Mirren, absolute delight. Good, good. Absolutely. Oh, I tell you who else were assholes. Yeah. The people around the A-lister, they're assholes. The gatekeepers. So you have this- the gatekeepers were assholes. So um, uh, Alexander McQueen used to come in all the time, and he was charming, lovely. Yeah. Entourage, assholes. <sighs> so it's um yeah, sort of the butt of the talent is beautiful and perked. It's mm. the fluff around it that are the sort of chug nuts of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way I can describe. Bom bom mommy, July 2005, Ellen DeGeneres, Here and Now, Modern Life. Come on, we've got to move on. We've, oh, please. We've this got is to move really on. embarrassing. This is all it is so far. I don't God even sake. like her as a comic. I mean, not <laughs> I mean, not massively. I mean, I did watch something. I think I clicked on something recently of hers, and I was like, I should have left that. Um, uh, there must be something else in there. Please, Tom, please. Some, uh, we'll find something. Don't worry. There's loads, there's loads of things. Ellen DeGeneres, the T-shirt. No. Um, uh, sometimes it is nice to watch people doing something badly. Like I quite enjoy watching a bad sitcom or watching a, a stand-up. I don't think is very good because because you then think, All right, right. Like if, yes. if if a piece of TV or a film gets slated, watch it. It's the yes, best yes. advice. It's the best advice yeah. I got off someone. And 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 you always think, oh, what if? And it, hence why when I was doing stand-up, so many times people would say, God, watching you made me think I could do stand-up. Do you know what? I went to see loads of open mic stuff when I first started, and that was that was my thought. Not you, I didn't see no, you, but I, I, no, exactly. But my yeah. thought was, yeah. I saw enough bad people. I went, I could be that bad. Yeah, I could do that. I could be that bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Um, April 2005, Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots, The Flaming Lips. Everyone had this album. That was the beautiful South of the Day, wasn't it? For Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you for reminding me about that. I'm going to listen to that later. Oh, Yoshimi. You don't even need to wait. I can just sing it. You oh. don't believe. I went to see them live and they had um, they had Zor- giant Zorbs. That's what their thing, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. But did you see recently, they just did a gig recently in, I think it was somewhere like Cleveland or somewhere like that, um, where they did a socially distant Zorb gig. 
So everybody was in a bubble, literally in a bubble. So the whole audience had their own individuals or bubbles, and they were in bubbles. And oh, lovely! So, 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 zorbs are basically um, giant uh, balls, aren't they? And and there's this thing called zorbing. You see, this is how childish I am. You just said balls, and I laughed. That's how childish I've become during lockdown. Yeah, just just the word balls. Set me off. Sorry. Four o'clock. Four o'clock this afternoon. You'll be sipping a tea. And you'll suddenly spit it out because you remember Tom said balls. Tom said balls. This Tom morning. said balls. <laughs> so um, yeah, yes, actually, I think you find us a giant hairy balls. Uh, giant but you, balls. you get in giant balls, and the zorbing to zorb is basically to go down a hill in a giant ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sake. Like, but what they've done is just put them in like a massive arena and uh, had a had a had a gig I, I watched i saw them years ago at brighton center and he did that he came out into the audience in a big zorb ball <sighs> and do you know what i mean i love the flaming lips very very cool mm. very cool but what happened at that gig somebody had obviously gone into their dressing room and stolen a camcorder and he was livid about this and kept mentioning it Mentioning in it, um, I can't even say mentioning it now. Mentioning it throughout the gig, and it really put a sort of. After a while, you're like, "All right, mate, maybe you should have locked your door. It's not our fault. We didn't do it." Um, you kept going on about it, and you could feel the audience going, "All right, pal. All right. I mean, we we've come here to see you. We're not in charge of backstage security. That is not our especially not our part of the contract." You'd expect someone like you know, you'd expect Van Morrison. To do that, he he would turn up at a gig and complain about the security or, or something yeah. like that. But 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 when you're when you're cranking up the whimsy, which is what the Flaming Lips very much there for, they are whimstastic. Yeah, to, for them to suddenly to, to sort of uh, for, for it to uh, degenerate into <laughs> to just talking about logistics is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I I remember I remember that. More than I remember the gig now. That's that's he and he did that. That wasn't our fault. And I'm not being funny, but he'd sold out the Brighton Centre, so I'm sure he could afford another camcorder. Yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. it's not just put it down as a tax expense. <laughs> uh, just it wasn't our problem. Yeah. Great, Arsehole. That's great. <laughs> Brilliant. A, a happy memory of the gig. Um all right, so this is two thousand and five. You brought neurolinguistic programming for dummies, NLP for dummies. <laughs> shouldn't be in the hands of dummies should it <laughs> it's like <laughs> i just i just like the idea that you're you know uh you've got clients coming over to be nlp and they sit down in front of you and you're like okay welcome to the nlp and then they just look their eye just catches this book catches nlp for dummies <laughs> how much training have you done don't worry about that just look at me eyes on me eyes on me <laughs> all right nlp for dummies uh completely unread or oh, because you're not a dummy zoe you're not a dummy so um, well, I don't know. I mean, NLP. I mean, but I think I read a few pages. It's basically just mirror somebody else's behaviour, really, isn't it? Yes. Isn't yes. that it in a nutshell? I went and had one NLP session. Okay. What did they do? Oh, I'm interested. Yeah, there's quite... The problem with those things is you go along thinking this is going to cure me. And the first thing they say is this isn't going to cure you unless you do any work. And then instantly, as a fellow ADHD comic, I'm sure you recognise yeah. this. You just think... No, I'm, I'm sort of out there. I can't be asked. Yeah, I'm out. I'm, out. Yeah. I'm, I'm already moving on. Um, you bought Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. How to turn oh, your fear... Oh, my goodness! <laughs> how to turn your fear and indecision into confidence and action. That's by Susan Jeffers. Oh, my goodness. I am, I am mortified. <laughs> what was... Again, must have been a late-night drunken purchase, that. Um... <laughs> 
I th- well, okay. Well, the only reason I would have bought that is because I have I do suffer terribly from lack of confidence, mm. and I have done. Um, that's getting better. I think the older you get, you realise you once you realise everybody's bullshitting, yes, and nobody actually knows what they're doing. There's an ignore that 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 you could sum up every self help book in that one sentence. Yeah. Have a nice cover on the front. Good title, and then mm. just one page that goes. Nobody knows what they're doing. And then the, the rest, end. the rest of the and book is it. just rest of just, just pages for your notes. Yeah, coloring in. Yeah, doodles and coloring in. Once you once that, and it and it is, it's genuinely true. They're yeah. very very, and anybody who is super confident in what they're doing is generally a little bit of a dick. So. <laughs> Because they haven't had the, the the insight to question themselves, their ability and their standing. So, it, yeah, most people are absolutely winging it. I think that's so true. And also, I think that um, the people who doubt themselves are the, are the best people. But at the same time, with that, that part of you that doubts you and, and thinks you're an imposter and all that stuff. Yeah. You've got to kind of... You've got to control that person. You still need to have that person on board because that is your edit facility. That is the bit of you that that drives you, really, ultimately. Because if you did believe completely in what you did was wonderful, yeah. I, I'd have had my feet up for years. I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't be doing this fucking shitting podcast, would I? <laughs> for God's sake. I, I, that, but that is your... That, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, the petrol in the tank for, for yeah. creative people and all any profession, really, is, is the self-doubt. And unfortunately, you've just got to learn to live with it. Just live with it. Everybody's got to live with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even when, even doing my, the, the quiz show that I've got on the telly at the moment, mm. um, there was a moment when we, st- the, like about 30 seconds before we started filming and I'm stood there, had my hair done, makeup's done. I'm in my shiny suit. And I, my internal voice went, you haven't told them you can't do this. <gasps> did you genuinely, <laughs> did you really get that? Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. come on. I, I was like, they don't know that you haven't a clue what you're doing, do they? And I was like, oh, my God, stop it. Shh, shh. Yeah. Um, and I, you have, just have to push that. To, you, do, you do have to sort of park it for a bit and go, go sit in that room for a bit and I'll deal with you later. Yeah, yeah. Are you sh- working. Are you sure? It- <laughs> too right he is. Are you sure it was your inner voice and not just your earpiece? And someone- it could have just been the earpiece. Could have been the producer. Just, yeah, the producer saying, Zoe, you are pointing. Zoe- the, the camera is what sees you. You need to yeah, turn, turn around, the mate. Turn around. You're facing the wrong way. You're facing the wrong way. Yeah. I, well, I'm yeah. sort of sorry to hear that you feel like that you have that, but also I'm comforted to hear it. I think people will be comforted to hear that, that someone as successful and brilliant as you, and you are brilliant. I'm very sorry to say, Zoe, you are fucking wonderful. Oh, and you. And you're a complete natural on TV as well. And uh, it's just very, it's nice to hear that you have that, quite frankly. Oh gosh, all the time. And it's never gone away. Any panel show I've done, I've always come off and gone, I was the worst. Anything oh. I've, uh, uh, any show that I've ever done, um, any gig that I'm on the bill, I'm like, I'm the worst. It's, it's, it's um, very rare that you, you come away and go, nailed that. Yeah. <laughs> very rare. Yeah. Very rare. Yeah. But I mean, it does happen occasionally, but I think, you know, I've, I'm also incredibly aware that we are so lucky to be able to do what we love for a living. And I am eternally grateful to the powers that be. Yeah, um, you, were you reading that bit out? No, 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 no. And I'm also incredibly aware of just how replaceable each and every one of us is. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, as a as a white middle-aged middle-class man, there's actually, there's not many of me actually. So no, I think you're, you're fine. You're yeah. So, um, yeah. And I don't mean that in a sort of religious way, you know, being grateful to it. I no, just, yeah. I'm just very aware of my standing, yeah. you know, and if you get to do what you enjoy, 
even for a tiny amount of time, you've been lucky. You've yes. been well, not lucky. You've been fortunate. Yes. You've been fortunate because we know it doesn't all come down to luck. There's, there is quite a lot of driving around and eating pasties and crying in a car in order to get this <laughs> successful. Um, how, how, but, are you gonna, how are you going to salt that pasty? With my tears. With I know, my with tears. my tears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, so God. I'm always just really thankful. Um, well, uh, looking at the reviews of Susan Jeffers' Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, you yeah. know, which obviously has changed Zoe's life. I mean, she got the book in 2007, and by 2020 <laughs> she'd got a show on the telly. So uh, reviews here from... Uh, instantaneous some, success. Instantaneous. Uh, it's exactly, it's just a bit of a lag. Uh, someone called Craig has said, uh, one star, absolute hogwash. What a load of tripe. <laughs> this has got to be the worst self-help book that I've ever read. Feel massively ripped off. It just doesn't get started. The whole book is an intro with no real substance. Who knew? Who knew that? Oh gosh! There you go. Craig. I know. You go, I love one-star reviews, don't you? They yeah, make my they make yeah. my day. I was I'm I'm a member of the uh, local neighbourhood thing here, but you know that sort of started up with lockdown, mm. and it's incredible the pe- the things that people are moaning about. Somebody moaned the other day. They were like, I, "I know there are bigger issues in the world at the moment, but I went to the park the other day and it was really muddy, and I was like, I would love to be you." <laughs> I would love to be you when that <laughs> has affronted you to the point where you've had to write a comment about, you know, you, you've, you've, to be so blinkered as to not even have thought past, it's January. It's been raining <laughs> persistently for days. Yeah. The, the, the turf is going to be a slightly soggy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that uh, and, has surprised and annoyed you. And also expecting somehow that someone will post, well, yes, I know what we need to do. And yeah. yes, I agree, it's outrageous. Something must be done. Somebody there, should put is, down some straw. Yeah, yeah, where's the straw? <laughs> Man, well, go and fucking rob a farm, you prick. <laughs> the, but, but this is the um, the great British disease. Something must be doneness. It, it yeah. drives me up the wall. I because- love something must be doneness because you can't. That's when somebody's completely lost sight of themselves within a bigger situation. And my favourite example of this was, do you remember the, um, the Icelandic volcano that went off? Oh, Jürgen Flecken thing, yeah. Jürgen Flecken, yeah. here for the <laughs> And everything stopped for a while and we thought that was horrific. Oh, yeah. if only we knew. Um, so true. Oh, my God, just, that was a dress rehearsal, wasn't it? It was a dress wasn't rehearsal. It was just, just a couple of weeks' dress rehearsal and yeah. people not being able to move. And I remember listening to, there was a phone-in show on the radio, Best Place for Human Madness. Mm. And a guy phoned in and he, and he, and he, he was, he was livid because his son couldn't get back from Australia. And he was, and he was one of those uh, livid from Tunbridge Wells. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, he said on the radio, but my son can't get back from Australia because of this. I mean, the government has to step in and intervene at some point. (laughs) (laughs) To do what, mate? What's it going to, but we need to think about, uh, the pandemic in a similar way. There's a thing in the air. There's a thing in the yeah. air. You you can't like. What do you want the government to do? To to to, to like on 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 thing it from the air. Yeah yeah. Filter yeah. all of the air. Something must be done. It's it's insane <laughs> how we we yeah. We, the government has to act, and we have to stop <laughs> moving. Whether it's pandemic or it's the Ergen Flucker thing. And people just yeah, people just rant and rave. And you're just you're pouring it into a black hole, lads. You might as well podcast it. Yeah, podcast it, mate. Podcast Deal with it. it. <laughs> Vitamins B and C and D. Get it for myself, for my health, on the cheap. Gotta stay in shape, but I'm so lazy. Cram online, next day delivery. Hi there, I'm Yasmin Akram. Join myself and my friend Philippa Dunn each week for our podcast, We Heart Worry, a show about cars and their engines. Obviously not. 
It's a show where we talk about our fears, our worries and our anxieties in a bid to help you with yours. And we just have a laugh as well. So join us. There's nothing to be scared of. I promise. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Um, this is brilliant. This is fantastic. 31st of October 2008, right? And I'm really, fingers crossed that your reaction to this is what I think it's going to be. How to develop a brilliant memory week by week. I'm crossing my fingers. Do you remember buying this? I can't this? remember buying that. <laughs> yes! I can't remember buying that. Yes! <laughs> That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted you to say about it. I, I cannot remember buying that. It cost uh, £1.31. 52 proven ways to enhance your memory week wow. by week. The thing is, I actually have a very, very good memory. Right. I have a very good memory. So I don't even know why I bought that. I don't know why I bought that. I think... I have no idea why I bought that. I've got... Um, I've got a very good memory. I used to work as a cocktail bartender in um, in a TGI Fridays in London. No. And um, there were 250 cocktails in, in their official recipe book, and I could remember them all. Can you still remember them now? Nah. <laughs> now, now, now I have I have anxiety. I still to this day have anxiety dreams about being behind that bar and somebody asking me for like a you know a, a blue lagoon or a, or, a, or yeah. a June bug, and I'm like, oh god, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't was in that. Is that gin or vodka? I but, can't but remember. I just think with cocktails, because my wife always pretends to like cocktails, and, and they'll give her any old piss, and she'll go, oh, that's very nice. And I'm like, you yeah. say that about every single cocktail. Basically, you just make a very sugary drink. That's a it's cocktail. Sugar, sugar and booze. And, um, sugar and booze. And, uh, and, and colour. And yeah. adults respond to colour in the same way that kids do when you're like, you know, I want the blue lollipop. What flavour is it? It's giraffe shit, but it's blue. <laughs> I want it. It looks great. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, you were literally working as a, a waiter in a cocktail bar. Cocktail bar. Flipping heck. Have you ever done, do you ever do stand up about this stuff? Have you, have, you, have you drilled into this or have you just hidden it away? No, I didn't. No. And I used to do all the, the flair. I used to do all the chucking of bottles and everything. No way. I, I was able to do all that. Yeah, I was quite, I was quite good at it, actually, Tom. <laughs> well, I was, I'm going to say, I was good, but not consistently so. And there were a couple of accidents. Go on. Um, occasionally a bottle would just go flying off (laughs) straight across the bar. I have hit people with cocktail tins, smashed so many glasses. Um, Yeah, so I was good, but just not consistently so. It depended on what day you caught me. Where is the... Whether I caught it or not. (laughs) Where is the Great British Bake Off but for cocktails? Why hasn't that happened? 
Oh, yeah, that's a point. You need to get yeah. in on that, mate. You need to make that happen. <clears throat> Mixologists, as they're yeah. called now. Yeah. yeah, the Great British Mix-Off. Um, Great British Mix-Off, oh, yeah. Oh, God, that's hilarious. The idea of you... So I think why I've bought that book mm. is because I wanted to keep that skill that I had in my head. Yeah. I mean, I'd stopped working in cocktail bars long before then when I bought that book. But yeah. I'm now what I do is, right... Oh, God, this is so stupid. When I go shopping now, I memorise my shopping list. Like if I go food shopping, yeah, I try and memorise my food shopping list in my head so that it... That's insane. Like, I know, it's really silly because I'll always forget something. Because also... Like, milk! Bloody but, milk! But, <laughs> but also, also, that's insane because... And I know this from um, uh, learning lines. I'm terrible at learning lines for jobs. And in the olden days when I used to get acting work, I, I'd learn my lines and I'd walk on set and the distraction of people moving and cameras and lights and business, I, they would, everything would fall out of my head. Walking yeah. into a supermarket and seeing all the products, yeah. you're doomed. No, I'm quite good at it. I, like, I picture it on the page. Oh yeah, okay. I so picture, a visual memory, and then right. I picture it on the page. I did a play last year, and I I blanked a few times <gasps> on that, and it was um, uh, it was basically a ninety minute monologue from me, um, and there were two other actors in it, but they were they interjected, but I had a, an enormous part to learn. Oh, it was, sorry. oh, it was oh god, and oh. there was one day where it just leaked out of me. <laughs> It just dribbled out of my brain and there was nothing there except the hollow pounding of my heart in my chest. <laughs> and I could hear my armpit sweat. Um, it's, it hurts physically. You must have had that experience. It just, it's, it hurts. It's like being hit in the chest with a lump hammer. And uh, I was playing God and uh, one of the other actors was playing Gabriel. And Gabriel could look, I could see him looking at me and I could see that, oh God, she's gone, look in his eye. And um, we just sort of sat there for a minute. And in the end I went, Gabriel. Oh, <laughs> oh no. If you were God. Oh God. What, what, what would you talk about just now? And he went, I might mention the Ark, Lord. And I went, the Ark, thank you. And he helped, oh, my goodness. <laughs> it happened to me about three times during the course of the run. Why did it happen? Do you run. know why? Was it? Was there a kind of, were you? Tiredness doesn't help. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you get a bit bored in what you're doing. And my mm. brain often just will go, oh, I've had pork for ages. <laughs> and then that's it. Then I'm like... <laughs> I was once doing a play in 2003. I did a play called A Very Naughty Boy at the Edinburgh Festival, and I played John Cleese, and yeah. uh, written by the fabulous Adrian Poynton, and he played um, Graham Chapman. Oh, gosh, yes, Adrian. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And um, I was halfway through the play, and I spotted Matt Lucas sitting in the front, <laughs> and he had he was with his boyfriend, and he, he kissed his boyfriend halfway through. And I thought, I didn't know Matt Lucas was gay. And I mean, let, let's just deal with the fact, yeah. how the fuck I didn't know that, yeah. blah, anyway, idiot. And, and that was me for the whole fucking, ruined, for the whole yeah. play. Matt Lucas, is, I didn't know that. Oh, that's <laughs> and it's that, the, the, the other thing is, and I, I'm fascinated by this because I think that the reason stand-up is so such a tonic for me is because I've got ADHD, like I literally have got it. And I oh. go on stage and I can just allow my brain to go bing, 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 bing. And sometimes my audience is, and on this podcast as well, it's just like, well, how, what the fuck has happened now? Where yeah. is the brain yeah. going? Um, and if I'm in a place, i.e. this podcast or on stage where I can do that, 
great. But with a play, you you are wearing shackles, and I've I oh. have found it literally torture to do. So I I you know I I it's so hard that that thing of concentrating is hard enough as it is. But when you throw in things like ADHD, it's just impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why learning lines is hard for you, though? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do it. Like I really, I literally, I, I if I've got, um, uh, if I've got, uh, say, I've got two pages of dialogue to learn for a self tape, that yeah. will take me probably ten or eleven hours to learn that. Like I just, I can't do it, and I have to sit yeah. and yeah. I have to sit and I have to sweat, and I, and I, uh, like it's, it doesn't go in, it just doesn't go in, and and then when I start, I've got videos of me doing myself tapes. And I just self-tape for ages because I just keep the I keep the camera going and I just mm-hmm. I look like a lunatic because I'm just going and just sort of talking to myself, muttering yes, to myself, yes, and then getting distracted by things and then finding myself compelled to walk off and that's part of the ADHD things is compulsion. So I literally will just walk off and and start looking for a book on the shelf and I'm like, why am I here? And it's only something I've recently properly sort of self-diagnosed and now I'm doing it. I'm going through official channels to get it diagnosed, but. It's astonishing when it. Well, it, it's so interesting that you say that because I literally the other night I was googling, "Have I got ADHD?" Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah. think it must be very common amongst comics. Yeah, it's our brain I type, totally. Yeah, I can't finish anything. No. Oh, you've got ADHD, I, and and you know, there's there's medication for it. I'm I'm not going to go down the medication route because it's not severe. But knowing you've got it and uh reading up on it and then i've had a couple of sessions with someone on it is is a proper release because you go you just you just like the other day i did a thing with some emails of the work colleague and i forward oh god this is quite a protracted story but basically uh someone who works for us we're making some podcasts someone sent me an email saying uh shall i do a or b i've done a right and i forwarded uh-huh. it to my business partner and went hang on, why has he done b he should do a and my business partner had to email me back and say no if you look at his email it says i've done a yeah and i was yeah. like yeah, and I, that was really nice because I had this release of being able to say, that's actually my ADHD. That's a, like a really well-known thing that you don't properly, you sh- like super scan things. You don't re- I Take cannot, it in. You can't take yeah. it in. You can't take it in. And and so for once, whereas before I'd have really had a go at myself and got and, and dug a hole, this time I went, yeah, it's just the thing I've got. It's just this yeah, thing. Yeah, fine. Yeah. It's so funny because I had a I had a, a Zoom meeting with a literary agent this week. Oh, yeah. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> And you know, um, two two parts of this. Yeah, yeah, go on. Two parts of this. So I had a I had a, I had a, a Zoom meeting with a literary agent and my actual agent. Yeah. And um, uh, lockdown's been it's been quite tough. I'm living on my own at the moment, and uh, I started to cry in the Zoom meeting. And I oh, know I was like, "Wow, this is a new low, isn't it?" I wasn't unhappy. I was just talking about something and. I started to cry and I was like, and I could see like their faces just staring at me like, oh God, no, 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 don't, don't. Oh, she is. Oh no. Oh God, this is because we can't even look away because we're on a Zoom meeting. And, 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 and did you give you, here's the big question. Like you're laughing about it now, but did you give yourself a hard time for doing this or have you given yourself a, a free pass? I mean, pass? afterwards I was like, well, that's a new low or high. <laughs> I couldn't decide. Oh, it's a new high. I, yeah, I couldn't decide. I think I think it's a high. I told my friends about it later. They were like, oh, God, Zoe. I went, I know, I just couldn't help it. The tears just started to come. But the other thing I was going to say, because I was talking to this literary agent and I said to her, listen, you've got to be aware, I can't read. I'm a really bad speller. My grammar is atrocious mm. and there'll be, you know, a 
million typos in this. And it felt, you know, when I was talking about sending us some stuff, and it felt so nice to be able to say that. Yes. Because I've always been very embarrassed about my level of reading and writing. Yeah. <laughs> and actually just to own it and just go, I'm really bad at it. I don't know whether I'm dyslexic. I don't think I am. I think I'm just really bad at reading and writing. There's, there's an ADHD thing in there. There's an ADHD thing in there. I, I think, um, yeah, we're, I think we're starting to live with things like that in a, a sort of post-shame world. And for our generation, it's tricky to take that on board. People under 30 yeah. are all very much, you know, brilliantly released in, in many ways. Yeah, not enough yet, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But they're getting to that point where they are. They feel a release from that shame. But, but for us, lot, it's we're still stuck to these things. We're still yes. stuck to these yeah. things, and we need to. Yeah, not- I still get, I still get anxiety about thinking about writing on a blackboard or writing on a on a on a on a you know a board in a meeting or something. I mean, I just, mm. oh, I hate it. Absolutely, I can't spell. I cannot spell. <laughs> the other day, I was trying to spell who, and I. I, in the end, I wrote H U W. That's not right, but it's nearly there. That'll do. <laughs> you, might, you might be dyslexic, love. You might be dyslexic. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. But I think what, what was interesting, though, was, was it was just so nice to say to this woman, this will be atrocious, just so you know. But then she went, well, all that can be sorted out. So I went, good, mm. thank you. It oh, yeah. Quite, it's just really nice to sort of own it, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I feel no shame. Yeah. Bom, bom, mommy. So I'm going to to skim through a bit now. We're going to speed up, okay? Um, 8th of October 2009, the RYA dinghy sailing beginner's handbook. I feel like like that's a Pandora's box there. (laughs) Yes, I did a two-day laser course on Hove Lagoon. So lasers are those little boats. It's basically like a sort of panty liner with a sail on it. It's tiny. (laughs) Um, And I did a two-day course with my mate Jackie on Hove Lagoon in we did the course in October. It was bitterly cold. Yeah. Um, Hove Lagoon is basically sort of a waist deep, massive pond full of swan shit. Um, <laughs> and uh, the interesting part, uh, and there was a very high winds that weekend and it was touch and go whether we could do it, but the bloke was like, sod it, we'll do it. We nearly died because <laughs> those little boats are small, but wow, they shift. And if you get, it was probably a, a force for wind or whatever. It's really strong winds. And um, at one point, my little laser hit the side of the lagoon with such force, I sort of mounted um, mounted the, the top of the lagoon and nearly killed Heather Mills and her dog. <laughs> it was a brilliant weekend. <laughs> That's not how I saw that story ending. No, I know. (laughs) She used to live around there. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Nearly killed Heather Mills um, with my laser. Yeah. My God. That was it. It was it. The last thing she needs as well, isn't it? I know, isn't it? Yeah, she'd had a tough year, hadn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, (laughs) a... Yeah. When you've just crashed a, you know, you're, you're, you're sailing on swan shit. Yeah. You crash. Yeah. And then you nearly kill. Heather Mills. Yeah. A, a, an ex beetle wife. I mean, these are the things I'm missing during lockdown. I mean, it's these sort of extracurricular activities that I'm really God, missing. Like, yeah. 
Life yeah. has got so much, so much to give. You know, if people are ever feeling depressed, just know that one day you could go sailing and nearly kill Heather Mills. It, Fucking, yeah. What did she say? <laughs> What, what was her? What was her reaction? I can't remember what she said. What? what well, the thing. Well, my, my my wife was there at the time, and my friend was there as well, watching. Mm. And uh, she had this beautiful Tibetan terrier. Oh, I like that. And, and my friend said to her, "Can I give the dog a treat?" And he said, "Yes, as long as it's a vegan treat." Right. Um, and uh, my friend said, yes, of course, it's a vegan treat, and gave the dog a treat. And of course, it wasn't a vegan <laughs> tripe or something, a tripe or something, a dead child or something. It was very much not vegan, um, because as far as I know, the dog had no choice whether it wanted, it wanted to be a vegan or not. So she yeah. was like, sod it, gave it a bit of tripe. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Pulls out a vegan pig's ear. Is that gristle? Yeah. No, 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 no. Absolutely no, 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 no. <laughs> Tofu. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay, great. All right. So uh, moving on then from um, Heather Mills and her poisoned dog and nearly being killed. Um, here's an interesting thing, Zoe. Uh, 20th of May, 2011, you got a colour photo of uh, Pope Benedict XVI. <laughs> that must have been for a show. Yeah, it, yeah. The God Show. Was, Come on. The God Show. My God Show. Um, that was for an Edinburgh show, and I can't remember what Edinburgh show, and I also can't remember why there was a picture of the Pope. Okay. Um, let me try and think about what, what that piece of material was. Oh, I cannot. It? I mean, let's see how good this memory is. Use your memory techniques. It was maybe me talking about growing up Catholic in Ireland, but I don't know why I would have had a picture of Pope Benedict. Did, I'm you, not sure. did you grow up a Catholic in Ireland? I did grow up a Catholic why in did, Ireland. Why don't you have an Irish accent then? When did that Oh, because we left when I was about 10. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did have a piece of material about Benedict and his shoes. Oh, God. Oh, and his little Gucci shoes. Oh, that was it. There's there's no place like Rome. There's no place like Rome. Um, his little slip-on shoes. That was it. Excellent. Why I needed the picture of him, I don't know. Um, this is pre-Instagram. Uh, yeah, I would also say a picture of the Pope is just a sort of very good visual punchline for anything, to be honest. Yeah. If you if you could all now, listening to the podcast, please just flash up a picture of the Pope in your head, you'd have a little chuckle, so, so you and will. And Benedict was, he was, pro- he was like a sort of 007 baddie, wasn't he, Benedict? I, am, I imagine, because mm. they didn't they have to helicopter him out um, from the Vatican. Um, is he the one who retired? He's, yeah, sort of. Yeah. I like to think he lives in a cave somewhere with a bank of screens in front of him, with little red slippers just <laughs> stroking his pussy. Um, you know that's uh, true. You know that's I, true. Uh, yeah. um, all right, let's move on from the Pope then. Uh, 2013, uh, t- two things you brought quite close together here that sort of just got a little, a little taste of midlife crisis about these, mm-hmm. okay? So mm-hmm. October 2013, again, you've gone for the For Dummies series, and we've discussed you're not a dummy, but no. you've bought Investing in Shares for Dummies. <laughs> Not red. Good. How's that going? Have you got a portfolio? Not red. Good. I've uh, got. I, I do have a share. I do have a share account. Do you? Uh, but it's very basic. I mean, I just. It's like a managed fund. Yeah. All right. Let's and not. Let's not get into it financial goes up setups. And sometimes it goes down. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah the, your um. Your capital is at risk. Yeah. Pay. And you. And whenever you take one, you go, yeah, but not mine. And then you put it in, you go, oh yeah, I'm mine. Um, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah it's yeah. Some, some sort of bull or bear market scenario yeah, yeah all yeah. that shit um, but also okay so a bit of investing in shares which you never bothered doing uh, and then 2nd of November 2013 again the Silver Trail Runners Head Torch did I buy one of those mm-hmm. yes oh, you did I really did. need one yes um, that I think that was for a friend 
Okay. I think that was a gift for Fred. What was the date on that? Uh, it was October 2013. I've already moved yes, on Yes, that's for a friend, my friend Jackie, who wanted a head torch for her birthday. I remember that. Mm. She loves it. She's very practical. Yeah. She's um she's a what I'd call a sort of she's fully paid up lesbian. She's got a lot of fleeces <laughs> and enjoys camping. And I think she wanted a head she wanted a head torch torch. A torch. It's a New York torch. I gotta get the torch. Yeah, yeah. She needs a torch when she goes camping in New Jersey. Um she yeah, she wanted a head torch when they went camping. That's why I bought her that. Okay, yeah. okay, very nice. Head torches, very useful. Uh, 11th of July 2018, the day before my birthday. Hello. Uh, walkie talkies. Kids walkie talkies. Ah, for my. When was this? Uh, July 2018. 11th of July 2018. That's for my niece. They yes. were for my niece. I think she was, she would have been four, and they were a big hit. They're brilliant. Walkie talkies are amazing. I was a top ante. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bit of me that really wanted to keep them. Yes. um, Because I've never quite got over the excitement of using a walkie talkie. Yes. There's always something about it that you're like, oh, just. I grew up in the. We lived in America for a while when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. How come? uh, uh, um, My dad worked out there for a bit. So we lived in Pennsylvania just for six, seven months. And then we went. We were in Pennsylvania for a while and then we were in New Jersey for a while. Right. And um, I was was very young. I was four or five. So do you remember it? Yeah, I do, because it was because because we'd been living in Ireland, rural, quite isolated Ireland, and then we moved to Pennsylvania. Wow! And it was literally like the color had been turned on in my life. Wow! It's like I went from a black and white TV set to no offense to Ireland. Good morning. Yes. Yeah, to Technicolor. <laughs> just as soon as I stepped off that plane, I was like, the sky is blue and oh. the cars are massive oh. and the sun is that's the sun and lollipops and candy and it was just incredible it was it was amazing it was like being born again and my ne- our neighbors in in Pennsylvania they had two cars obviously and but they both had CB radios in them mm. so me and my friend Kevin uh, my first boyfriend and possibly my only one uh uh would sit in in, in each other's car would sit in a, you know a car each and, yeah. and and talk to each other on the radio and there's just something really exciting about saying over at the end of a conversation. I don't know what it is. My dad used to work on oil rigs. And whenever I had to phone, when we phoned him to see, you know, from home, yeah. uh, because of the telecommunication system that was set up at the end of every line, you know, when you, when it was, you know, when you were throwing the conversation back to them, you had to say over. And I just found this so exciting. Oh, we should do it more. We should do it on yeah. this podcast. You're right. You're right. So, it's so much fun. Over. So, so, <laughs> so, so tell me about, so your dad going off to oil rigs, uh, over. Yes, on, on an oil rig over. He, uh, so you, can't, you have to stop talking and say over. See, I haven't got quite mastered this. Yeah, he used to work on the oil rigs out in the in um, off Aberdeen and the North Sea. Right. right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, we've gone back to the dummies again. Eighth of February, twenty eighteen. Cooking basics for dummies. Zoe did Master Chef. You didn't. I did. I did, I did Master Chef. So. Oh my God. Did- <laughs> Did you, yeah. did you take that? Please tell me that book was on the oven next to you when you were filming MasterChef. It, it, I should have been, yeah, because I realised, because I, I said yes to it and then I realised I couldn't make pastry, I couldn't make custard, I couldn't make it, like the basics. Yeah. So I was like, I need to learn how to make basics. How do you make a pancake? Um, uh, so I bought that. Didn't oh, read it. How, and how was MasterChef experience? It was fantastic. I got down to the semi-final. Um, and I loved every second of it, but it was quite stressful. And I know it's just knocking up a bit of nosh, yeah, but yeah. Um, 
it's quite high tension. I had a I had a proper panic attack at one point during filming because it all went. The technical term is tits up. I mean, it just went so spectacularly wrong um, to the point where Greg actually went, "I can't eat that," and I went, "Oh, don't blame me, mate. I know where it's been." Um, it was yeah, so bad, oh, so wow. bad. Yeah. Oh wow! Maybe the voice in your head saying. You can't do this. this was, is, was right on that occasion. I don't know whether you find this right, but this is connected with, with your experience of ADHD. But if a recipe for me says put one clove in, I'll put twelve in. Yeah, it's um, yeah, yeah. It just I'm like, really go well, in. if one's good, twelve's <laughs> gonna be amazing. Um, yeah, and I made a. I made a chicken pie that had clove in it and I put in so much clove, I made Greg and John's face go numb for about <laughs> half an hour. It's like a sort of medieval anaesthetic, isn't it? They were like, I can't feel my lips. I was like, that might be the cloves. I put quite a lot in. They were like, you put so much clove in that. I can't actually feel my lips. I was like, yeah, is that too much clove? They were like, that is, that is, way, that is way too much clove. That is amazing. So what's... <laughs> <laughs> you gave you gave the human bollock that is Greg Wallace <laughs> a partial garlic stroke. Oh, wonderful, wonderful! Um, December twenty nineteen. Uh, nice. Oh, look, here's some tanks for scuba diving. You into your into your scuba diving, please? Yes, big scuba diver. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, learnt about seven years ago, and okay. um, when we're not when we are able to go out, it's all, it's what I do. Yeah, love oh. it. Absolutely love it. Um, should have been in Mexico two months ago. Oh God! Uh, oh yeah. God! Oh God! Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. um, it's it's annoying because no one's allowed to complain about things like that. We can't do. No, you can't. That is absolutely a first world problem. It is that exactly. Is definitely. Yes, it it yes, really yes. is. It really is. I'm very but, aware. But I'm still very keen to complain. That's the problem. I love a winch, yeah. and it's very hard to say, as I'm doing right now, that I should be checking the ski forecasts, getting ready to go <gasps> skiing, and I, I can't make those comments because they're outrageously first. They world are. Just, I, I feel your pain. Um. All right. Listen. Let's have a quick look at your lockdown 2020. Um. Before we lose you, I mean, it's you know, it's pretty lockdown standard. We've got oh the uh, big sky by Kate Atkinson, one of my favourite writers. Love Kate Atkinson. Absolutely. Oh, I bought that for my mum, I think. Oh, right, okay. I certainly didn't read it. It's <laughs> no, fucking yeah. brilliant. You should. Okay, okay. Um, uh, 11th of April, the black bat headband Halloween fancy dress ladies fluffy glitter head. Yes, we were having a lockdown Zoom party and I conjured up quite an exquisite outfit, I think. I had a silver dress, a scuba guy diving hood, mask, a scuba diving mask and uh, bats on my head. And it's it's a very strong look. It was oh. a very strong look. I was very pleased with it. Did you think on the Zoom call, I'm sort of wasting this on the Zoom call. This it is was a bit wasted. Too good for you. Yeah. It was a little bit wasted. It was a very strong look. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, all right, listen, we're going to go to the final item of the show today. Zoe Lyons, thank you for doing My Mate Bought a Toaster and for being so, you know, frank and honest and open. And And what I like about this show is every now and again, there's a slight little moment of completion. Things go full circle. Right. And yes. um, one of the earliest things you've talked about, you've talked about America and your dad and the oil rigs, and you talked about one of your first jobs as a mixologist doing your cocktails. And you said yes. you've forgotten all the things because your memory is good, but you've forgotten and your anxiety dreams, et cetera, et cetera. And here we are, 21st of January. You have bought a three piece cocktail shaker, cocktail I making did. set. Yeah. Yeah. I did dry January and it was the closest I, I was like, as soon as this is over, this is a ridiculous thing to do. I'm going to have a martini. <laughs> and it's all I could think about. And I, all I could think about was having a vodka martini straight up, very dry with a twist. And, um, I bought that for, uh, for the moment. 
Didn't quite make it to the end of January. Oh, come on. I think most people had a dry most of January. No yeah, one really I did, I did the about whole three month. and a half weeks and I was like, I'm done. I'm properly done. But yeah. there was one day, I think it was a Friday. It must have been the second last Friday. I was like, I am done. We're over this. This is ridiculous. And I went and I bought a, so I bought that shaker. Yeah. I went and I bought a bottle of Grey Goose vodka, which is very nice, but quite expensive. But I was like, I'm having it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a very expensive bottle of vermouth. And I had a vodka martini straight up with a twist, and it was absolutely <sighs> fabulous. Just, it's just what you need, isn't it? Yeah. Just, yeah. It's just like having a, someone's just put a nail between your eyes and just hammered it hard right into the middle of your brain. Sometimes that's what yeah. you need. Just, oh, yeah. done. That's good. Done. That is good. Well, the cocktail uh, shaking um, job, maybe that's back on the cards now. So maybe that's. Who knows? You yeah. Know, yeah, got I'm to, open to anything at this point. Got Absolutely to have something to fall anything. back on. Got to have something yeah, to fall back on. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much for coming on My Mate Bought a Toaster. Um, you're an absolute hero. And, and you know, this is a nice way to end. This is a sign things are going well. Your uh, quiz show is on TV now. Give us a quick plug for that, please. It is. It's on uh, weekdays at 6.30 on BBC Two. It's called Lightning. And um, I have a marvellously shiny suit, which I thoroughly enjoyed wearing. Um, yes, the, I am the cliched quiz show host. And enjoyed every nanosecond of it. So it was great fun, really great fun. And the contestants were were super fun. So it was um, a joy to make. Zoe Lyons, you're an absolute hero. You're on the TV. You'll be back on the stage very soon. And uh, thanks for joining me on My Mate Bought a Toaster. Such a pleasure. Lovely to chat to you, Tom. The very, very brilliant Zoe Lyons on My Mate Bought a Toaster. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all your kind comments. Uh, We had a bit kicked off last week because, (laughs) believe it or not, the Mel Gadroich episode... Um, ended up in the press, right? And what what story from the Mel Gadroich episode do you think the Daily Express chose to run with? Yep, you've got it. Angela Rippon in the nude. who's genuinely in the Daily Express. Absolutely incredible. Uh, so thank you very much for all your kind comments about last week's episode, and I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you want more, you can go to patreon.com slash toasterpod. Right now, there's a brand new spin-off episode ready and waiting for you, where I talk to comedian Beth Granville about all of the things that Zoe bought. We pick out, well, not all of them, we pick out some of our favourite ones. We go through some of the reviews in more detail. Go to patreon.com slash toasterpod and you can listen to a spin-off episode right now where there is a brilliant, scandalous celebrity story. I'm not going to tell you who it's about. Have a listen to this. Yeah. But yeah, her story about <gasps> blanking on stage and having to... My friend's got a good story about um, being in a West End show where blanked on stage or she fell asleep in the dressing room and you're going to find out who that person is if you go to patreon.com slash toasterpod you can support the podcast for as little as three pounds and you can listen to my mate boy spin-off podcast and find out just who fell asleep backstage during a West Ed show far too much fun right that's all we've got time for this week next week it's the turn of Rob Rouse his purchase history is an absolute delight he's such a wonderful person you're going to love that episode that's going to drop next Wednesday or if you can't wait and you want to listen to it ad free guess what I'm going to say patreon.com slash toasterpod thanks for listening love see you next week subscribe to our podcast you know it's all about how to get the most out of your partner and we're partners so we know all about it
is good. Get it wherever you want to get it when you go and get it from your podcast place. Richard and Greta. You know? You know? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 